Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Tea Over Interiors. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are talking all about Barbie's dream house and how to create your own home of your dreams. Exactly. But before we get to that, Alicia girl, you know I need to know, what you sipping on? I have lemon zinger today. Okay. It's an old standby, like an old time favorite, lemon zinger. Have you ever had it? It sure is. Yeah, I used to drink that a long time ago before I started with loose leaf tea. Yeah. Okay. So today, I actually am sipping on a tea from Blissful Blend. You know, our girl. <laughs> and this one's called Breathe Blissfully. I don't know. I think it might be allergies, but lately I've been like coughing, like randomly. It's weird. And, you know, we had like the fires and the particulates in the air. So I figured, let me use this tea because it's a respiratory relief tea. It has mullene. And marshmallow root, I hope I said that right, in it. Smells nice, but you do have to steep it for like four hours. So What? Yeah, you could steep it for 20 minutes, but it's it says preferably steep for four hours. Reheat it and then enjoy it. So Wow. So that's I, like a, something you make sit on the counter? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had mine steeping since actually last night. So heated it this morning and that's what I'm sipping on. Good. Very nice. Is it a little bitter? No, actually. It's not bitter. It's smooth. Yeah. Tastes like tea, you know? Let's move on to these randomness. Or should I what say? What you got for us today? Barbie's randomness. No. <laughs> you have some Barbie facts. What do you got for it? I have some Barbie facts. So, did you know, guys, that Barbie's dream house is worth $25 million? A lot of money, girl. <laughs> yes, in 2013, Mattel announced that Barbie would be selling her dream house in Malibu for $25 million. The 8,500-square-foot and one-bedroom, one-bath sits on a 23,456 square foot lot and includes an ultra private entrance to 150 feet of pristine Malibu Beach. The company said in a press release, Mattel added, it's the only property in Malibu with truly unobstructed views of the ocean. After all, it only has three walls. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Barbie sold actually every three minutes. But did you know, I have randomness number two. But did you know that Barbie was inspired by German gag gifts? No. So while tell. He, so while the creator, Ruth Handler, is American, she actually was visiting Germany and she saw a German doll. It's called Lily. It's actually an X-rated German doll. And, yeah. uh-huh. and it was based on a 50s comic strip about a high-end call girl that appeared in the German tabloid Bild Zintung. The Bild Lily doll inspired by these comics were meant to be a gag gift for adults. But when Ruth saw them while traveling, 
it sparked the idea for Barbie. Hmm. Do you think high-end car girl? Hey, let me make a doll for my daughter. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) She said, I didn't then know who Lily was or even that its name was Lily. However, she only saw an adult-shaped body that she had been trying to describe for years. And she says, our guys at Mattel said that it couldn't be done. She did get sued after making the doll by the German team that made Lily because they said that she copied their hip joint. So they settled out of court and they eventually bought the rights to the Lily doll. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I always wondered about the physique, you know, like the body type, like why? Yeah, Barbie looks very grown for a teenager. For me, it's about the proportion. Yeah. It's the proportions for me. Yeah, the proportions were unrealistic and very much like what a man would think of. Or lack thereof, but whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's like when came up with that. But that was our that's interesting. Not even desirable, but just, in, you know, aesthetically pleasing or whatever. Interesting. That we're talking about today, Missy. I know it's got some Barbie references. Yeah. So today's topic, we are talking about Barbie's dream house because I know as a little girl, that's all I wanted. And my friends and I, we would figure out what we're going to ask for for Christmas so that, you know, we got together, we shared our toys pretty much, you know. So it's like, okay, you ask for this. I'm asked for this. You ask for this. I'm asked for this. And, you know, when we get together, we have all the toys. You can't buy the same toys if you're in a Barbie play crew. Okay. So (laughs) the dream house was on the list, especially when they remade it in the 90s. We're talking about the Barbie dream house, but really... We're talking about how you can create your own realistic Barbie dream house and not the one like on the shows where, you know, they're making up the real Barbie dream house with like all the pink and things like that and like the toy look and everything looking plastic. I'm talking about what goes into your dream house and how to achieve the house of your dreams. Because, you know, Barbie, I don't know who was paying for her lifestyle, but, you know, now that I'm an adult, I realize Barbie, she set me up for a future that was very unrealistic, okay? Because I thought I could just play my whole life away, okay? <laughs> and say that I'm an astronaut. It's not uncommon. A lot of people feel that way. Not uncommon. <laughs> but that's not alone. Today, Alicia and I are interior designer Barbies. <laughs> Hilarious. I think a lot of our visual, I guess, comfort zone or I'm not saying that our aesthetic came from Barbie, but I think it was very much so dictated by what the trends were. And of course, Barbie's dream house was the reflection of the trend. Very interesting because I did a bunch of research on the dream house. And I think you and I may have had some influence because although you and I aren't the same age, I definitely know that that Barbie dream house, because I remember the one, I remember where they used to have the pop-outs. They used to have these pop-outs that you could build the furniture. The furniture wasn't only molded into the dream house. Yes. So I was looking at the history of this furniture and the history of dream house. So 
different than the the ultimate evolution, which I don't know, it was like 2020 something. 2021. They redid redid the dream house. Yeah. Very fascinating. But I don't know about you, but I think there was a strong influence. I know, and you and I have talked about it in previous podcasts, that our mothers had a lot to do with our design aesthetic, with giving us, you know, decorating tips and tricks as, you know, little girls we learned from watching Mm -hmm. our mom. I remember being in design and architecture class and I had to build a model house. Looking back, I had no idea it influenced me, but I gotta tell you, it was a lakeside house. So, you know, Barbie had like property all over. No, what do they call it? Glamping? Like camping, but camping Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. She had one of those. She had one. It was like an A frame. I don't know if it was on a lake, but that's what it would be. I did this fabulous, I got to dig these pictures up one day, but I did this fabulous lakeside retreat that had like cantilevering levels and it was very cool. So I'm thinking, you know what? I, I might have been influenced by that hole. And it came apart. The floors came apart. I was like, I think I was influenced by the Trump house. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, I know that when I was younger and the times that I had to play by myself, I wasn't with my friends. I had a Barbie hot dog stand and I had a house. I don't remember which house I had. And I just know I had like a few different types of Barbies. Some of them I inherited from my sister and some of them I got on my own. And I had my favorite Barbies, of course. But each Barbie had a storyline. But mostly I remember that I would like cut out cardboard or paper and like I would extend whatever I had. So like my hot dog stand was a hot dog stand that, you know, my mom got for me from JCPenney because that's why I used to order all my toys, you know, in the catalog. And I would extend the hot dog stand. So I would make another restaurant next to it by using pictures from magazines and stuff. So I create a bigger world for Barbie because there was just so much to do at the beach, you know, (laughs) and in the house, you know, got to make things different. I got to move things around. And so... I know that's definitely where like my creative play came from and I became more interested in like how things looked and like how my room looked, you know, because I kind of wanted to live a little bit like Barbie. You know, I had my mom buy me this pink. (laughs) I wonder if she remembers a pink bedspread set and matching curtains for my room. And that was all inspired by Barbie, you know. You think so? You certain? I mean, it didn't have little Barbies on it or anything, did it? No, it didn't have Barbies on it, but it was pink. Pink with white. And it. I think it might have had little teddy bears. Okay. I think it was like plaid in the middle. It was very girly. It was so cute. Like, I loved it on my bed. I used to make up my bed just so my bed spread was always perfect. And, you know, my pillows were underneath. And, like, you know, I did the whole tuck it in under the pillow thing to make that you know, to make that crease with the, you know, spread going over it. I just copied, like you said, what my mom used to do. I was like the only one, you know, that had to have my room decked out. Like, you know, like I lived in a dream house. So I had the shag rug still, everything. It's amazing. I had Iams molded chair in my room. That came the hand-me-down from my brother and sister. But that came from, you know, also the Barbie dream home because she had some trendy stuff in her house. So let's talk about the dream house and some of the things we could learn from it. So 
Barbie was super on trend. Everything she did was on trend from very much so to now. Barbie's like Instagram influencer now, you know, so she goes with the times. So if you really are into trying to live that Barbie lifestyle, then you're a person that follows the trend. However, when you build your dream home, you want to not have as many trends as Barbie used to use because they won't last the decade that it really takes to keep your home looking up to date and not falling into disrepair. Right, Alicia? That's correct. So Alicia is our resident renovation expert, and she's going to give you some tips on how to start renovations. Alicia, hand it well, over to you. I mean, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about that when you asked me to talk about it. And if we're being trend conscious, which, you know, I'm not a fan of. You but... know, we're not. We're talking about how not to use so many trends so that your home doesn't look outdated within 10 years. Okay. We're all about timeless design. We're going to be timeless design, Barbie. <laughs> you know what? Where do you get this stuff from? Okay. So listen, um... I think that most of us live in I shouldn't how do I know that I don't know maybe because all the thousands of houses I've been in I think most houses especially new builds are very generic so if you're not living in a really really old house I think the and you know there's a whole another rule book for old houses but if you're living in a fairly generic or newer built house then, and I mean, I'm within 25, 30 years, I'm talking about not hundreds of years old, then you're looking at stick build construction. You know, you're looking at studs, you know, like a frame and drywall. So I think renovations need to start primarily with a plan. And if you don't have an official plan, you need a sketch. Right. You need something that's going to communicate your ideas and good measurements. So, you know, when I think back to the whole Barbie thing, because I know we're trying to make it somewhat relevant, I think the scale was off in a lot of instances. Did you ever notice that? It's like nodding your head profusely. Do, what did you think that was all about? Did you think that the scale issue was on purpose? To accentuate or exaggerate certain things? I was like, is this to exaggerate how tall Barbie is? Because the only person really could fit in the dollhouse was Kelly. You know, her little baby sister. But nothing was like the right height. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Barbie was hunched. She couldn't sit in her own chairs. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, right. she couldn't hardly stand in there. And it was more so for like, it was made like a real dollhouse, like too miniature. But I guess right. if they had to make it for Barbie, it would be huge. Even though the Barbie Mansion, it ended up getting really big at once. That's true. That's true. And then, you know, the ceilings and everything got higher. But it's still, it got bigger, but not really so much for Barbie. So when you're renovating, I think the relevance here is scale is very important. And I know that, you know, people have gotten larger over time. And I think not just... Wait, you know, don't say wait. larger. We got oh, well, smaller. Well, listen to me. Well, I was getting ready to say it's not only about weight, although that that does come into play. I know personally that I like larger furniture. I like and everyone who knows me knows that I like larger scale furniture. And what do I always say? It's substantial. 
I like substantial pieces. I'd rather have fewer pieces and substantial so that no matter what size a person is, whether they're tall, whether they're short, whether they're heavy, you know, weight-wise, whether they're thin, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, the furniture will, will sustain whatever weight and whatever scale a person is. So I think that's really something important to to think about. And in the way of renovations, I think a lot of times we've started to change the scale of like islands. Islands have grown to be so big in kitchens now. They are monstrosities. I remember the first islands, they were more like peninsulas. And then as islands started to come into our experience, we were looking at a lot smaller islands than what we see today. So I think, although we don't like to talk about trends and we don't like to feel wedded or tethered to a trend when we're doing renovations, we do have to take into consideration what is out there, what you would like to live with, how you like to live. And I think those plans have to start early in the game. You know, you just don't want to start knocking down walls, right? You want to make a really good, solid plan for that. I don't know, Dee, we could talk all day about those types of things, but do you have a specific question in mind? Dee? I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm like, does she hear me? Am I offline again? Let me see. So what are some impracticalities that people could run into when they're renovating? What are some things they need to watch out for? My thought is, and I run into this most often, people have ideas about what they can afford because they're not really thinking about what things cost. The biggest and the most sobering, I think, experience when you're renovating is what you can really get for what your what your budget is. And I think you have to be willing to cut out some stuff and prioritize. I don't even know if cutting out is the right word. You just do have to know What's most important to you? What can you absolutely live without? And what can you absolutely not live without? Like, you really need this. I really need that. Like, for me, I really needed a shower when I did my bathroom that wasn't too small. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it doesn't have to be huge. It didn't have to be the size of a whole room, you know, but I wanted it to be nice and roomy. I didn't want to have like this little tiny shower. So you have to kind of decide what you can live without, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest one. It's being realistic about the budget and how much you can afford. Please, 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 please. I know I said it already, but please have a plan. Please have a realistic budget. Please save or, you know, allocate the money. Because I think a lot of times we do know that we have a budget. We don't usually start a project and have zero dollars. But being realistic about it takes a lot of work. So when I say plan, I say like visit the showrooms, visit the places that you think you want to purchase items from. And those visits will help to inform your budget. Exactly. And another thing that's very important is if you're doing a home build, then you don't want to pay, you know, so much upfront thinking that your builder is taking care of all the vendors that are going to be involved in your project. And so you have to be very mindful also when it comes to how your money is being spent and to make sure that those people that are working for you within this whole build is being paid and that you have notarized lien 
releases showing that they're getting paid. Mm -hmm. that's, that's something, there's so many things that happen when you're renovating and when you're working with a contractor. And this or, is the only- A general contractor, right? Because some of us our own general contractors. Yeah, exactly. you can act as your right. A general contractor. And so that's why a lot of times it's very important to consult an expert. Don't just read on the internet and Google things and think you're going to find all the answers because not every situation may happen to you. And there's things that you have to look out for that are never usually covered and talked about in articles and things online. Only like an expert with experience can tell you these things and help avoid mistakes that architects and contractors may make. Alicia actually mm -hmm. built a lot of things, right? She's an interior architect. So one project that she worked on was a pool cabana, right, Alicia? I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew it was coming. Yeah. And there were so many lessons that Alicia was able to teach the team working on the bill, right, Alicia? So many yeah. things that had yeah. to be corrected and stopped before the stakes were made. So it's really important to have someone on your side who knows what they're doing instead of you trying to figure out if everything is going to go according to plan and if they're doing everything correctly. And knowing that you have to pick your finishes because if you allow the builder to pick a lot of the finishes, you're going to be charged more for it. So, right. so many different things. Oh my gosh. There are. You know what, Dave, there are a lot of checklists. So if a person is embarking upon a renovation project on their own, there's definitely tools. You can get a nice little checklist and kind of keep yourself on task. It's very stressful doing it. Oh, it is. It is. And you're trying to work if you work. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is when they go to like these home shows, they just have like unrealistic expectations. And, you know, like every day I speak to people who are renovating their homes and things like that. You know, they built a home and then they're just like renovating it. And like how stressed they are because nothing happens on time. And, you know, they're expecting things to be done in a certain amount of time and it's not. So it's like years they have to wait. So make sure that you research who you're working with also and their type of turnaround time and you know, it, renovations take time. You know, they they always take longer than you expect. And you you and I have talked about putting into your estimate, your budget of time, how long you're going to be either outside of your home or going to be inconvenienced by people being in your home. It's always double the time they say. If it's not, you got lucky, lucky. Yeah. That's why <laughs> Alicia, Alicia is doing a workshop on renovation, not hacks, but, you know, how to prepare yourself, how to be completely and totally available and ready for all that will come up during that renovation process. There's nothing better than being prepared, right? Yep, exactly. There's nothing better than being prepared and having the tools and feeling empowered and not feeling like you know, everything's going to go as smoothly as it does on television. <laughs> so I think what we should encourage our listeners to do is we have different ways to reach us. We need an email address so that we could send you the Zoom link and whatatever other information, information you need. 
So you can email at alicia at tovinterius.com. And now many of you may not know how to spell Alicia's name correctly. So let me spell it for you. I just realized I didn't do that last week. It's Alicia, A-L-I-C-J-A at T-T-E-A over O-V-E-R interiors.com. Very important. That's how you spell her name. And if you forget that, it's fine. You can still email us at hello at tovinterius.com. Just put in the subject line, renovation mm-hmm. workshop. So that way I know. And I don't like put the emails off to the side because I have a lot of emails that I check on. <laughs> right. So let us know what you think of this episode. Share with a friend and make sure to rate us on all the platforms you're listening to us on if you're listening on spotify we do have a question every week we want to know what did you think of this episode so feel free to go ahead and answer that question and while you're at it go ahead and click those five stars and show us some love like you always do every week by listening so we love you guys so much for listening and we We really do see you next week all right guys as usual we love you thank you so much for being such an active supporting community we want to thank you for your constant feedback and just supporting us we're here for you so let us know how we can help yes and one quick note this is episode 95 so we have five more episodes to go until we're at 100 episodes that's five weeks we are going to be at our hundredth episode, and so oh, we, so we have to figure out. Yeah, yes. we have to. Figure okay, out. I think we need to seriously hunker down and have our tea party. One hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We All will right. see you soon. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs>